Welcome back, beautiful people of Captain Nation. We are at the second to last episode before the finale, and we're gonna talk about depression, something that lots of people in this world, including myself, have battled. We're gonna learn about how it works, how it could affect someone, and hope to give you tools to help yourself if you are battling depression. Therapist John Loney joins the show, and you'll hear from him very soon. was Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a beautiful song that has always calmed me down, even at 22 years old. Depression can be a mental health disorder characterized by persistently depressed mood or loss of interest and activities causing significant impairment in daily life. To give us more information on this, here is therapist Dan Loney. Yeah, my name is Dan Loney. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, uh, and I'm just doing private practice. I mostly help people uh, and couples get out of stuck states that they're in. That's kind of my specialty. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I love that you're you're talking about depression. It's so needed uh, right now. And yeah, especially as you said, that people are kind of coming out of COVID. And yeah, it's a really interesting time right now as that's happening. Depression has been going on for years. So how exactly does one start having depression? Oh my gosh, there's so many different ways. Um, Often it it just comes from family. Uh, Those who have depressed family members, uh, most likely if they grew up in a household with parents that have uh, some sort of depression, they're way more likely to become depressed. But yeah, this can start even uh, in early childhood symptoms of depression. Yeah, just kind of not being able to really get in touch with emotions. And I would say especially uh, it's becoming more common as people are legitimately more disconnected from other people. Uh, Generally, people are a lot more indoors, sedentary, video games. I mean, a lot of our connections are digital. So yeah, it's, uh, there's so many, so many root causes. Uh, Yeah, I almost need you to specify. Like you mentioned, depression can come up of different ways. And actually, that was one of the next questions I was going to ask. Depression could also be effect of maybe a past moment, a person growing up. It could be something that may have happened in school. It could be the loss of somebody. Is that something that casually is just something that kind of sticks with people? Generally, if uh, someone has, uh, there's almost small t trauma, which is repeated instances of certain circumstances. So this could be continual neglect. 
where it's not a one-time thing. And then there's more kind of big T trauma. This is someone they've suffered, uh, yeah, traumatic loss or, yeah, maybe abandonment issues and there was a specific time in their life. So, yeah, that will definitely stick with someone until they they actually process through that. And often, yeah, that, that can lead towards depression, especially if... And uh, most people don't really get opportunities to process through a lot of hurts that they've experienced. So definitely sticks with you. Growing up in the beginning of my life, it was really hard to find my correct image. Finding the right circle or group of friends was definitely tough. Let's continue listening to Dan as I ask how growing up can easily hurt someone's image and could cause depression. While people may find a circle to try to fit into that circle, yeah, and maybe they're not happy, but they do it just in the sense of fitting in, that could be traumatic and it could really affect anybody. Is that a way that like depression could work where people just want to try to fit into something in society? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if we don't have an environment around us and, and people around us that mirror yeah what our what our desires are then yeah that that can be really tough so yeah we're we're all human beings are always trying to tap in to other people so yeah it's definitely natural but yeah I, I can totally hear how it's really difficult to find like a niche group of people that yeah you can really trust uh rely on i have a friend who i still talk to this day and she helped me a lot but even at some point she didn't have the answers she told me this once depression should not be Treat it like a disease that could be cured. It's just something that you live with, but there is ways to overcome it. And how are ways that people can live with depression? Yeah, I mean, that's a really complex topic because, yeah, there are different forms of depression. Um, there can be seasonal, there can be incidental depression, More that'd be more acute depression, and then more uh, major depressive di- disorder. I'd say it really depends. Some people will live with types of depression for, for a while. Um, so yeah, uh, I always recommend uh, the idea of medication and therapy. That's statistically, that's that's been proven the most effective to work with depression. And then personally on the therapy side, I look at three pillars and usually one, two, or maybe all three of these can be off. Uh, So yeah, I look at diet, sleep, and exercise. Yeah, I I just, so with my clients, I just want to make sure how well are they doing with all three of those? And sleep is usually a really huge one um, that a lot of people struggle with there. So it's even optimizing sleep and then um, yeah, optimizing diet, making sure someone's eating consistently, um, really healthy meals, and then exercising. Usually uh, if someone can get in 20 minutes a day, that can be helpful. So that, that can reduce a lot of the symptoms of depression. Personally, even as a therapist, I'd recommend someone does that first, even above therapy. I'd say that's super important. But then, yeah, obviously there's the the mental emotional side. Yeah, I'd say seek out a therapist to help with that. Recently, there's been a lot of people, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, other than social media, we don't really talk to anybody face to face. Has depression really kind of gone up more during the pandemic? It's almost tough to say because, yeah, there have 
haven't, at least I, I don't know any, any studies that have come out. I just know that uh, for therapists across the board, uh, therapists are way more busy uh, during this season right now, this whole past year. Uh, most therapists are full right now. So yeah, I, I would say uh, there's a lot of oppressive symptoms, especially if you're, you're living alone or have a, a more of an isolated life. This can further enhance that. I know a lot of people, uh, even if they are working, uh, they're doing more teleworking. So yeah, people even further see less people. Generally, if you're more isolated, you can be more prone to depressive symptoms. Definitely. My old high school actually made a post literally weeks into, I believe, April. This is when COVID was at an all-time high. And they mentioned that this is not a vacation to a lot of people who uh, struggle not oh. being social with people. And they were showing us websites and phone numbers that you could call. Yeah, no, th- this is this is an incredible incredibly tough time for for a lot of people. Yeah, it's something that we will probably never see again in, in our lifetime, just the amount of yeah, just what, what this has done to us as a society too. So there's definitely uh, a lot of trauma that has come from COVID for sure. A lot of people hate labels, myself included. Sometimes people are not sure like how to seek help or how to get the tools to have the courage to say like, hey, listen, like I'm not doing so good. Um, I really need to talk to someone. But a lot of people do struggle admitting that. And where's the head of a person who may be struggling depression, but they're scared or not sure how to talk to someone or go to someone? I I won't even relate that to depression so much. Just the idea of needing help. This is if someone has, could be anxiety, if someone has any sort of mental illness. Yeah, I'll say it is really difficult seeking help and kind of admitting there might be something wrong, especially, um, yeah, it it can be taboo in in many cultures and, and still sadly, yeah, many places where the idea of getting help is, is just, stigmatized. Yeah, I know our, our society loves to just say, oh yeah, everyone's great. Like, yeah, just be happy. Just turn around your thoughts. But yeah, if you've struggled with depression, it's, it's not like a light switch. Yeah, you have to go against a lot of uh, familial and societal programming just to even come to the idea of it's safe to get help. And there are resources out there and people out there that can help you. Like we always think things are different when it comes to uh, emotions. But if you had a problem with your car to just kind of say, you know, my car just needs to feel better, just needs to get better. It'll be, it'll do okay. And some of us, and I've been there before, drive around with uh, cars that are kind of falling apart because uh, we're too proud to to take it in. Eventually, it, it, you have to take action or else it's, it's really going to create a lot more damage. And a lot of people don't like going to therapy per se. People feel weird about going to therapy. I'm pretty sure you've had many uh, patients where they weren't sure if they were ready to go to therapy. But Outside of therapy, has there been other programs or any activities similar that could help uh, people who do battle depression? Yeah, so I want to say, yeah, therapy is weird. I I know a lot of people have, eventually they, they have a good experience with a therapist and that's awesome. The reality is a lot of the times it's not going to be a good fit with a therapist. So I want to put out a disclaimer that you're allowed to shop for the right therapist because it's it's an intimate connection. And I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, have been to a therapist like the first 
three therapists I went to just like, oh my gosh, like, is this really what it's about? Yeah, I just want to put out there, it, it can be tough at first finding a good therapist. Um, but I, I'm sure, Alex, you probably met people once they, they have a good therapist, they're just like, oh my gosh, like everybody needs to do this because it, it can be so helpful. But I totally get the idea that it can be uncomfortable even looking for help. Most people don't even know where to start. But yeah, I, I would say uh, aside from, from therapy, and I know, uh, yeah, slowly regulations are getting lifted with COVID. Here's some things that I would recommend. A lot of the times when it comes to uh, people who have major depressive disorder, they're not following routines with life. That means that they might go to bed. Sometimes it's midnight, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four, kind of depending on how they feel. Maybe they're watching TV late at night. Often uh, they, they might not have a strict work obligation in the morning. So there, there's no real routine. There's no real exercise built in. Diet then suffers because your body doesn't know when to go to sleep, when to wake up, when to be tired. Should I take a nap in the middle of the day? So suffice to say, I would say just first developing any sort of routine and sticking with it is the best way to start to heal depressive symptoms. And yeah, there, there are even uh, studies that uh, for, for those people in countries where they're experiencing a lot of strife and poverty, depression can actually be much lower because there is this built-in imperative to survive each day. Like there's actually purpose built in. For a lot of us that don't have purpose in our life, we start thinking about things. We don't have a lot of motivation. Yeah, we don't even know when to eat. So our purpose can decrease and depressive symptoms can then increase. So I'd say first, developing some sort of routine. And I know this is super tough, uh, especially if someone's feeling depressed and they want to be isolated, but it helps to even have a couple connections here and there. I know a lot of people don't have someone to talk to, but this this could even be signing up for that Vavi League or something where it's a built-in, okay, Thursday night at 7 p.m., I'm going to be playing beach volleyball under the lights or something like that. So having a built-in community can really start to it doesn't do everything, but it starts to help the process. There's some other ways that uh, people could seek help that maybe we missed out on. Any ones you might want to share? Therapy or programs or anything that you might know of? Yeah, so th there are programs. A lot of people don't know this uh, for because a lot of people think that therapy is super expensive, which it can be. You can you can find places for free therapy to twenty dollars uh, if you work with interns uh yeah often it's it's less expensive there are programs all over that you can become a part of and you can even ask uh, a lot of people don't know uh sometimes insurance can cover therapy uh or yeah there can be health benefits uh through your work this is a huge one ask your work if if you have a salary and you have benefits ask your work about therapy most uh workplaces uh have a connection therapeutic resources that are covered uh, within the insurance. So yeah, that, that's a big one. A lot of people don't know. You can usually get uh, five to 10 sessions uh, out of that. And where can people uh, find you uh, per, per se? Yeah. So right now my, my schedule is pretty full. Uh, I have a full caseload, uh, but uh, I, I do accept yeah people on a waiting list, but my website is just www.danlonetherapy.com. That's D-A-N-L-O-N-E-Y 
therapy.com. And yeah, people can connect on there. I've got some blogs and resources if people want to start with, uh, yeah, just even, I, I know a lot of people are just so fresh to mental health. So even starting to check out, yeah, just some resources with that, feel free to connect. So that's actually going to be it for this interview, Dan. Thank you so much again for being a part of this and giving us your time to talk about depression. Right on. Well, yeah, thank you, Alex. I appreciate it. And yeah, best of luck with uh, yeah, the, the podcast and everything. That was Dan Loney again. Such a terrific guy. I'm very thankful that I got him on the show and talk about depression. You can find him on danlonetherapy.com. That is D-A-N-L-O-N-E-Y therapy.com well that's gonna be it for this episode of catenation next week is our epic season finale and here's a little sneak peek of that podcast hey everyone this is andrew benavides i am the owner of caffeine cafe i am excited to finally be on catenation it's been a long time coming really appreciate you alex for giving me this opportunity to speak on your podcast it's exciting the Caffeine Crew joins Season 1, Episode 12, the season finale. We'll see you next Tuesday, and as always, we are Cantonation.